0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Conversations with Candace, a podcast where we talk to interesting people doing interesting things, and the premise is that you can always learn something through one conversation. Before we get into today's podcast, make sure that you like and subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can always get the latest videos. So we're doing a whole series on entrepreneurship and taking a leap of faith, and so I am here with Rodney Burris. He is an awesome, awesome person. <laughs> and I often go to karaoke because of him. But we're going to get into details about his business. So Rodney, please tell us what you do.
1: I guess you could say I'm in entertainment four times. So um, live entertainment, you know, uh, which would be a band, DJ, karaoke, event planning, catering, all types of stuff like that, even do some, a little bit of graphic designing, um, a little deeper into the music stuff would be like sound engineering and teaching everything from voice to machine.
0: Wow. So how did you get started in all of this? Like what was, what were you doing before?
1: I guess before I, I you in the words of you took the leap of faith, I was working at Georgetown University. Now, I want to say 13 years, but it was um, from twenty two thousand thirty to 2014, 2015, something like that. Um, and then finally, I left Georgetown and decided to just, you know, do this full time.
0: Oh, and, wow. And so you've always loved music. Like, when did you start playing instruments and things?
1: I had a keyboard at a young age, and I would learn stuff. Most of the stuff that I learned at a young age was Songs, neighborhood friends learned too, and so I would, you know, everybody learned the same stuff. It was, it was weird because I don't remember why I got a keyboard, <laughs> but I do remember that I had other friends that had them too. So some of the first songs I learned were the songs that they already knew how to play, and I don't exactly remember which song I learned by ear first, but I just remember learning it, and it was like I think I learned "Rock Shaker by Ruff and Effects, but, like that might be. <laughs> the first song or something and then I ain't mad it she came out with Tupac, and everybody was learning that so I learned that too and it was like okay I picked this up but when I got around other people that were really trained in in the craft it was like oh I don't know how to do all of that <laughs> but I, I was able to pick up a little bit and I always still kept a keyboard I think I I tried to do, like, the boy band singing group thing in high school and those (laughs) things kind of everywhere. I did some acting when I was in high school as well. Oh, wow. So those things got me kind of, you know, just, just in the same circle of stuff where I was able to learn. You know, audio engineering, stage lighting, how to be able to set a stage for play, everything from, you know, hitting your spot, knowing how to mark a stage, and lights going on and, on, on and off. It's just, it's just a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that, that people don't really pay attention to, especially when if you were to go see a play you'd consider to go bag and, and the time and the thing, with a lot of preparation.
0: And all of that goes into it. And like you said, we're. The audience just doesn't know how much detail goes into these things. So, right. how many instruments do you play?
1: Wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna just say three, because I have instruments that I mess around with, mm-hmm. but I have three that I'm pretty comfortable with, which would be the keyboard, yeah. the bass, and the concert.
0: That is awesome. And so, what has been one of the benefits? in terms of helping other people that being independent has allowed you to do?
1: I guess knowledge, when I'm able to talk to people based on my experiences and, and, you know, some people you can talk off a cliff that are ready to quit and then there are other people that you can stop from going down a path that would have had them ready to quit. Mm. So I've had those kind of situations. as far as helping, where I, that, that would be the most rewarding, I guess, um, outside of being able to make money going what we did. Um, just, just an individual help, just knowledge. I like to gain a lot knowledge myself. So I want to learn stuff every day. I want to be that type of person. I want to be able to be that person for other people that I had. Um, even like when I first started DJing, the guy that, brought me into it. I learned a lot from him. And he was, you know, even with my dad being in my life, he was still very much a father figure. I could go to him for anything. Exactly. Um if I need extra money, if I needed extra work, whatever it was. And he stayed pretty busy. So, you know, there was there were a loss at the time, but I didn't need anything extra because we were that busy. So the money was there. The work was there. But along with that, you know, I gained a lot of knowledge from them. Those things helped me out.
0: See, and that's a blessing. The fact that you're able to lean on someone when you need a little bit of help and they helped you get started and you're paying it forward. Um, I was having a conversation with another person and they were saying how important it was to be able to have resources around you for, for support. How has that been for you? Do you feel like you've gotten the support you need from the community and things of that nature?
1: It's kind of tough because it, it's kind of like you always you should always want more. I guess to be what I want to say. Not you always you should always want more. Everything that you do, you should be able to step back and say, "Oh, I could have done this better." Um, mm-hmm. everything you do, you should be able to reevaluate and say, "Okay, well, this next time we can do this, or next time we'll try that," and you you definitely need support. Sometimes things didn't go a certain way because you didn't have the amount of support that was needed to make it work. So mm-hmm. um, where I do have support, I could say I always you can always use more. Yeah, uh, you, you can definitely always always use more. And I've seen people, especially in the music situation, uh, from independent artists to people in bands that have quit music because the people that told them yes go ahead and do this you know you have a beautiful voice you have you're very talented those people never came out to see them they did not support their movement Yep, and it discouraged them and they quit they didn't want to do it anymore
0: and so what would you say is the value of persistence in your profession being an entrepreneur being in the music industry. What are your thoughts oh, on that?
1: In any business you have to be persistent because you want success. It's hard work. It's um it's fun but it's hard work and you have I mean people are human and humans get lazy. Yeah. <laughs> and humans just wanna you know, humans don't wanna have to do this and don't wanna have to do that. So it's it's tough. Trying to remain persistent is tough to try to keep you dry, and it's even harder to stay motivated when you feel like you don't have the support that you need. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, I, I have had to tell people, not even just in music, but in most businesses, because people seem to think that your friends and family are going to support you, and that's just not the case. You're going to get support from strangers. Yeah. Mm afraid of the family're going to love you that's that's not a doubt but just because they're friends and family does not mean they want to come to your restaurant does not mean they need your carpentry services it does not mean that they want to hear your music that's just your those are your friends, friends and family you really have to go out and find your customers you have to go out and find the people for you to service and a lot of people just kind of wait for it to happen and those people typically quit because most things don't just happen
0: yep you have to make it happen yeah that is so true so what's the future for you what do you have planned anything you could share with us
1: um really just i I guess i'm living day to day (laughs) um You know, I, I know people try to do the whole five-year plan. I mean, I would love to do one of those festivals in them on MTV Live, and I could tell you where they're located. They look like they're in London sometimes. And, Australia. Mm. I, and for me, it's not even a traveling thing. It's just to be able to do a festival and to look out and see 20,000 people. You know, mm. we have festivals in this area. They do the H Festival, which is really big. To do barbecue battle and all these other things but I've been to I go to the barbecue battle every year. I haven't been to HB Festival because of all no chaos, but I also see the setup. I know how things are set up. And it's great that D C does these things and they put this platform so that people can see you. But the difference between our festivals and like a radio one is it radio? not radio one. hot Radio Festival
2: mm-hmm.
1: Our Heart Radio and MTV Live, stuff that you'll see, it's just one stage. Wow. At so least tens of thousands of people have to see that one act at that one time. Whereas if you go to the stuff we have here, like I said, I'm, I'm not saying that what they're doing is wrong because it's great that you can have a big band on one stage and then you have several small stages for people that, uh, for, for artists that people may not know or artists that might be popular in their hometown but aren't from here. Those things are great, but to put one stage and everybody have to watch that person performing at their time would mean, in my opinion, so much more to the smaller artists because every all the focus has to be on just it's not option. You don't mm-hmm. have options, you know, and so the focus can be or, you know, it's, it's very much the the situation of competition um, in, in any business. If you put a Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's, and Five Brothers all on the same strip, you have options. Yes. So, And, and if you put them in a business district and people work and everybody just needs, they got time to leave out their building real quick and grab something, they have options. But if you put a Five Brothers... In this business district and that's it then five brothers is going to get all the focus and they're going to it's going to be better for that independent business itself gotcha. you know or, or, or don't even have to say five brothers you could say um if you put a mom and pop burger joint that people don't really know of but these franchises then the mom and pop spot is, is going to get even less recognition because people don't really know them and it's like, well I'm gonna go to the place that I'm most familiar with and go to the franchise. Yeah. But if you put this mom and pop by itself, then all that focus goes to them. And people seem don't really realize that a lot of these mom and pop businesses, especially restaurants, their food is better. The quality mm-hmm. is better, the service is better.
0: It's made so, with love. You know,
1: <laughs> you know. I mean, it's, it's the truth to it is most people, most businesses, when they're starting off or when they're grinding to become something that will be on a franchise level, they are just they're more hungry for the moment. Uh, I can't say all, but most. Mm-hmm. So when you have that situation, people are just going to work harder to um, impress. They're going to make sure that their product is is great. Your service is great. They just want to work hard to be the best that they can be.
2: Exactly.
1: Um, Once again, like I said, when you give people a lot of options, it does take away from the unknown. um, The unknown situation within those options.
0: That is so true. So, before I let you go, what would be like life advice? that you'd give to anyone who wants to start out in business? What would be a tip that you'd give them?
1: Uh, I'm starting out. How can I word it? Ask questions. Go out and network with people that are doing what you're doing and ask questions. You will find in most businesses that people that are already doing what you're doing are willing to sit down with you and coach you and sometimes even bring you on and help you make your first steps.
2: Wow. And
1: and I say that because I know a lot of people that do a lot of different things, and I've linked some people up with, you know, this person wants to do that, and I know you do it already, so can y'all talk. And you have people out here that will sit down with people trying to start businesses and give them advice. And you have people out here that will sit down with people trying to start businesses and open doors. For them. So um, there's a lot of people that think, "Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that." And, and I've talked to a few, you know, um, folks like this that will say, "But I don't. You have to have money to do it. I don't have the money to do it. I don't have this, and I don't have that." And I've always suggested, "Well, why don't you find someone doing it already?" and see if they'll let you come on. That's a foot through the door. That's just And you can probably start to put something to the side so that you can go on your own. Uh, yeah, they, that's just... That's just
2: Those smart. are some
1: of the experiences that I've had um, with the DJing stuff and even with the band stuff um, where, like, the first guy, the guy, Tyvon Lumpkin, who brought me on to help him DJ and, and essentially come work for him, It was something that I came into because I thought it was going to be fun because I used to go to the club anyway, Mm -hmm. and um, it just so happened it was a karaoke spot that Tyrone was going on Wednesday, and um, one day he went to the bathroom, he had music playing, and he went to the bathroom and so the music stopped, and so I went behind his setup, and you know um, a little tech tech savvy, so. You know, I figured out what button it was to push to play and I played the next <laughs> song. When he came out, he was like, Did you do this? I was like, Yeah. Said, Did you know how I DJ? I was like, No, but I just you know, I know he Figured what it
2: out, yeah. All
1: right. And so he said, Oh, okay. I said, oh, stay back here and he let me stay back there and he had uh this was before people was going laptops and stuff, he had T V mm-hmm. because I went to the club, I didn't really know a DJ system but I knew music because I went to the club so much, so I knew which songs followed which just because I went to the club all the time.
2: Mm -hmm. So
1: that particular night, I was able to do a mix for people to dance to, um, and I was able to learn, oh, well, they have these levels that let you slow the songs down and speed them up so that you can match them up. And that was my first night, and it was fun. So the next week, I came with my own CD, um, <laughs> you know, back when everybody was downloading illegally, I was to uh, download a whole bunch of stuff, and came in with my own CDs, and I did another mix. We had another guy that was with us that would come later named Devon, and Devon was just a really good host, so it was an opportunity with Devon didn't have to DJ, he could just kind of host, so we would do music in between the karaoke, but people could dance and stuff.
2: hmm And
1: ended I'm packing up to leave, and he's like, Where you going? And he pays me. And I'm like, Oh, we get paid for this.
2: Oh, what? see? <laughs> so,
1: this was, I mean, this was basically my second day because the first day was, you know, when I took it to put myself to go behind his setup and push play. And by the second week, he started paying me. And by that Christmas, because that was like sometime in the summer, by that Christmas, um, we were getting double book for holiday parties so he would do one he was set up at one house and i would dj one and then he would go and do another and then he would come back and we were doing that every week along with the stuff we had going on and
0: opportunities just come out of nowhere and you just have to be ready to to seize them
1: yeah one thing he used to tell me all the time was smile like when people come in and all this you gotta smile you and and you know it's Especially with dealing with karaoke, it's <laughs> tough because I I like <clears throat> I like people to come out and be silly and be free. Yeah. I like the judgmental bunch. So if I am at a karaoke spot whether I'm hosting or short support with the judgmental group, you're mm. it irritates. And show you know, so it's hard to smile through that. It's hard to you know, kind of be like, "Oh, everything's cool," and have a good time because half the time the people that are being judgmental can't even. Say. <laughs> and I know I'm not the best singer in the in the world, even in the area. But you know, you're a I good have, singer. <laughs> thank you. But when when you have that bunch, especially the guys that are really arrogant and think they're doing something, it makes me want to get up there and just. And show
0: yeah. out and just sing and you know
1: it's because I'm like okay since y'all I'm gonna go ahead and shut y'all up and put y'all down <laughs> so that everybody else can have fun. That's but good. It should be like that. People should be able to go out and have fun. Should, folks shouldn't have to go in there and try to embarrass other people so that they'll leave so the rest of the group can have fun.
0: Exactly, and you do a very good job with that because I have attended your karaoke events several of them, so. <laughs> Um, well, let people know how they can get in contact with you, and we'll make sure to put your links and everything in the description of the video, but you can shout it out now.
1: Okay. Well, um, everything, you know, nowadays is simple. Uh, Ro, R-O, the DJ and um, on Facebook, and also Ro, o the Entertainer on Facebook. And then um, the band is Timeless Vision Band. Um, so everything's on Facebook and you know, it's all linked to other stuff. I have a website that I work on every three months and then I quit. So I don't have a website going on right now. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, I don't have the, that right there I don't have the motivation for. I did, I sat in front of a computer for 10 years before I started <laughs> doing, uh, more of the footwork for my office. So I don't like computers. In front of a computer and feel like I'm actually doing any type of data input.
0: Um, It makes sense, but but people can find you. People could definitely find you through Facebook, and we're gonna make sure to share all of your information. But Rodney, thank you so much for being on the show, and yeah, this is awesome. I'm. We're sure we're gonna touch base with you later on too to see how everything's going. All right. Thank you and everyone tune in
2: next week.